Back up, please. Hello and welcome to IndyCast episode number 104. I'm your host Aditya and along with me I have Abhishek. Hello everyone. Who by the way has been out playing cricket for the past couple of weekends and that's why the delay in recording this episode. Yes, I'm guilty as charged but I would not have traded that man. You should, have, you should, you should play under lights or with the season ball, 20 over cricket. Sometimes it's fun. The way you can surprise yourself by hitting the ball for a six by choosing the longest boundary in the ground. Have you played season ball cricket, by the way? No, you know what? That is one of the things that I have not done in my life. What are you You've missed something, man. No, I've played, you know, season ball cricket, but not in wearing white with the umpire actually wearing white and black trousers. Huh. You know, with that, with that hat on. So, I've not really formally played cricket on a ground that was meant to be played on. But yeah. someone who has done it a lot, and I'm talking about Sachin Tendulkar here, just completed 20 years of doing the same. Yes, and hats off to the guy. 37-year-old, he can still run between the wickets like a hare. He just scored 175. Unfortunately, we were on the losing side. At that age, if someone can do that and with the same amount of intensity, I think there is enough said about the guy. Yeah, that's what even I was thinking, you know. I, uh, and on the day, there, the media and the newspapers, the news channels had nothing but Sachin on them. And the guy deserves all of that. But I'm just wondering what else are we going to say here that people haven't already heard about him. Uh, I'll tell you what. We keep saying that whenever Sachin scores big, India generally loses. This uh, has, tends to be one of our comments that we we give against, all the time, right? Against Sachin Tendulkar. Yeah. And I found out that Times of India, among all the statistics that they have provided, they have written that in all the finals that Sachin has scored a century, India has not lost a single one. Aha! So, th- so but we don't tend to remember that. We, we know that he's been out 23 times in his 90s. He's gone out three times on 99, and maybe most of the matches that he's gotten himself out in the 90s, we've lost. But we forget that out of the 40 centuries that he had scored, 34 may India has won. Which is a big amount. Yeah, that is it's big, but not big enough, not large enough. Because we expect because a bit too is, much from him. Right, because it is second, right? I mean, he yeah. has raised the bar so high that you expect him to do well in all matches, and especially the big ones. For example, who in World Cup, mein, you know, he couldn't deliver when it was actually required. So those kind of things stay with you or in your mind, rather than Coca-Cola Cup in, in God knows what country. <laughs> You know, having still said that, you know, this guy is just amazing. I mean, the if you watched him play the other day, 175 just score kia. I mean, ridiculous, man. He was just stepping out to all ballers, no matter who he was, and just toying with them either other. And then he played that one bad shot, which was, you know, probably not required. But then he scored 175 runs, dude. What else can you ask for from you know, this- a guy? This only talks about the rest of the four batsmen who had to score 15 runs and they got themselves out within, what, 10 or 12 and we lost the match by three runs. And this has happened time and again when Sachin goes out and our tail, which has a couple of good batsmen, don't wag at all. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's correct. I mean, but having said that, you know, uh, I, I mean, I'm a Sachin fan. He should have probably completed that match easily because hmm. at the time that he got out, he already knew that there was no one after him to play. So he probably could have been a little bit more careful while playing that shot. Because there was no need to play that shot. 
डिप्रेशन That's the only time, I guess. Everybody switches on their television sets, including women, kids, and they don't mind keeping their things aside and watch him back. Yeah, exactly. So that is that is part of the aura that is uh, that surrounds him. And I have met him twice. Second uh, time? You didn't tell me about the second time. I I knew you met him once. I mean, that, you know, the the time that you know of is the second time actually. The first time oh. was not actually a meeting, but he just passed me by, <laughs> saying hello to. one of my friends who lives in in his building so and uh, you know i just got out of his house and there was sachin tendulkar walking down and this was about 10 to 12 years back so young 26 yeah and he he just give us says you know hi jay time hunters <laughs> and just walks by you know and i'm like what the just happened where did he come from and you know i was just cold like that <laughs> watching him go by and by the way i have a autograph india ka 1998 jersey from sachin tendulkar which oh. i am which which is my retirement plan yeah absolutely just auction it off on ebay <laughs> yeah exactly because in 98 he had scored 1800 odd one day international runs so give me some stats give me something i mean blow me away with stats right now with sachin stats one interesting stat is that when he was a captain he averaged 51 and we tend to say that he was a very bad batsman when he was a captain He has got man of this match uh, 60 times in one-day internationals. Padma Vibhushan, Padma Shri, Rajiv Gandhi, Khel Ratna Award, Arjuna Award. When he was 25, Bradman tells him that he reminds him of him, and all that. So I think this goes on and on. And, and uh, now he has completed 17,000. But the funnier part is that the second highest top scorer is is Jayasurya, who is at 12,000. Oh really? That's the gap. Grand Canyon separates the two of them, which is almost fifty percent more than what he has. The hats off to Jayasurya too, by the way. He's forty and he's playing with guys who are as old as seventeen and nineteen, and they're running between the wickets. Exactly. That guy. That he's another nut job who's been playing cricket. <laughs> who's been playing fantastic cricket, and such an average in the past five years when it has been said that his form is going down and all those things, he's getting older. His average has actually increased year on year, which is coming to closer to 50 and 52. Well, somebody who's played 400 odd one-day internationals, 86 strike rate, 45 average. No wonder God. they call him God man. Yeah, but tell me about the controversy that he has created so far. I can remember of three. Ah, the latest the one is the hottest one actually. <laughs> the latest one is the hottest one. So, so the, the the latest one was is uh, is all about he saying I'm an Indian. I mean, he where, where he said, "I'm proud to be a Maharashtrian, but I'm also an Indian, and Mumbai belongs to India." You know what? Sachin is only kia thoda sa. He must have. He must have said, "Let me just say something about Mumbai, which might not go well, well with MNS or uh, uh, Shiv Sena." And the next day, when he read, he must have said, "I lied. It worked." <laughs> but he doesn't need to do all those things. But so so you agree with Bal Thakre's comment? Not at all, not at all, man. No. Bal Thakre, I think, must be eating up his words, and he, like they say, he must have put his he put his foot in his mouth or something like that. 
you don't question sachin tendulkar you don't question the most popular mumbaiker in india why do you think mns kept quiet and and by the way did you read the article in marathi in samna yeah yeah he written this is how it is roughly translated while speaking of marathi pride why did you have to take a cheeky single by bringing in mumbai you have been run out from the pitch of the marathi heart like bad metaphors joining into cricket is <laughs> a zabardasti kuch dala hai first of all bad editorial secondly he picked the wrong man but you know there is a part of me which says sachin should have just kept quiet i mean he, <laughs> come on no matter what he says there there's going to be problem if he says that no yes i think there we have to take care of uh, mm. the marathi manush quote unquote in mumbai the congress would have had a problem if he would have said you know and then this comment makes a problem with his local party so just keep quiet just keep away just say no comment right right no no that that's so boring i mean we are living in a world of facebook twitter where shashi tharur gets into controversies for doing nothing i mean these things will happen so i mean somebody it's a democratic country you have to open yourself it's just that there are 100 mics in front of you and a million people watching that's the only difference and he just happens to be a guy who's been the most successful person for india and now if a guy who's wearing that jersey and playing for india says that yes mumbai belongs to all indians because it's part of india then what's wrong man what do you think that is what is your personal opinion on mumbai belongs to uh, obviously it does i mean it's part of india you know shashi tharur made a very interesting tweet who by the way was on our point blank uh, so all you guys out there it'll be great if you could download that episode and comment on it Uh, yeah, 14 minute 13 minute podcast the guy came on was very nice to us while talking to us uh, on phone yes. so good that yeah you know go go listen to that good point absolutely and he you know he made a good point in twitter he says that my late father chandran tharur had said when he was a kid in 1966 that if maharashtra belongs to maharashtrians kashmir belongs to kashmiris then where does india belong to if everybody is going to say the same thing for their own states then But what are we talking about i think it works like that I mean yeah. that's the whole that's the whole funda behind a democracy, right? Uh-huh. You choose your local leader first. Uh-huh. In in the in the democracy that we are, you choose a local leader first. Who then goes to the state? The state chooses a CM. The CM is supposed to get help from the center. So why doesn't it work in case of uh, in emotional things? Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. But I just don't think that it should be made a big deal when a guy just says that Mumbai belongs to all Indians. Yeah. Well. Ah uh, well, we can just keep going on out here. But you know what I feel is that there is a problem with the political parties. Both political parties, MNS and Shiv Sena, have the same positioning. Yeah. You know, it it doesn't work. Like if Colgate says I fight to decay, then Pepsodent has to talk about freshness. That's what they taught us during our marketing days. So both of them want to fight against uh, everyone who's uh, giving room to North Indians or South Indians in Mumbai. So if two parties are doing that, then the one which does better gets noticed. for example mns chose amitabh bachchan or M- mf hussain yeah. i guess uh, they have the knack of choosing the right people to blame and 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 don't get me wrong i'm not saying that you know other people shouldn't come down to mumbai or shouldn't do uh, you know try and create their fortunes here that's mm-hmm. not what i'm saying but that that's that's a longer conversation that is we we'll keep that for a special yes exactly i think so let's move on to another maharashtra related story there are going to be a couple of uh, another mumbai story coming up so people from other states i know india doesn't end with mumbai but uh, just recently while the swearing in ceremony was going on 
after the Maharashtra state elections, the swearing-in ceremony got uh, disrupted by MNS MLAs because this other leader, uh, Samajwadi Party leader, who who is Abu Azmi, decided to take his kabul take his oh. vote in Hindi and not in Marathi. And the poor man said, you know what, I was I'm still trying to learn Marathi. You don't have to beat me up. Did he say that? Yeah, he said, I don't know the language. I'm trying to learn the state language, that is Marathi. You can't just come up to me and beat me up for taking the oath in Hindi, which was the, the which was a big shame when you see grown-up men with pot bellies wearing those kurta pajamas coming up on the stage representing the country and beating people up and they actually showed a part of it. Did you see the amount of gold the MLA was wearing, the MNS MLA had on himself? It was like at least five pieces <laughs> of gold that he had on him. Okay, but that's besides the point. Hmm. Here's my take on this. This is obviously meant to, to politicize uh, an issue. It is obviously meant to take advantage. Both parties are, you know, calling each other up in the night and saying that, well done, good performance. You, we, we got each other on the front. Page. Oh, really? You think so? Oh, that's, I, that's a point. <laughs> why not? I You'll get one point in lateral thinking for sure. And, and over that, hmm. uh, Abu Azmi has been known to pick these fights with MNS. I mean, it was shown on news channels as well that before going into the swearing-in ceremony, he said he made it a point to inform press uh, that he will be taking his oath in Hindi and, uh, you know, challenge the opposition to try and stop him by doing so. Oh, you boy. are asking for it. You're just Absolutely. I think it's all staged you know, in, in that sense. You're right. I, I, I didn't know about this. I mean, not that MLS, MLAs are any less. What they should have done is just requested him to say at least four lines in Marathi. Take the whole, take the whole thing in Hindi, say right. we don't mind, but last four sentences, please say it in Marathi, we request you. If they would have just done that, there is no way Abu Azmi could have said no. Hmm. And they could have played this card easily through the press. I didn't even bother to go deeper into the story. I just read the headlines and then moved on. Yeah, we should now too. Because Abu Azmi says, you know what, I need jet security. And I'd say, don't take it too far, man. <laughs> he also says, every drop of my blood will be used to defend the North Indians in Mumbai. I'm sure when these guys go for a blood test or something, they will be crying their ass out because blood to the nations and all that. One bullet flies past them, they'll be ducking their lives out. Yeah, They just know how to say these big words. No, no substance. And the arguments that they do in media, they make, they just don't make any sense. Absolutely. Okay, while while put, putting their position forth, or why did they choose to take it in Hindi? You know, they just come back with Chunai. Yamari Rastabasha. Right. Thank God we don't have the debating system that the US does because it will be a laugh riot. It will be a laugh riot. I mean, if you know, if you make a movie out of that and release it during Diwali, <laughs> it will probably make a lot, lot more money than a current Johar movie. I'll go watch it, for sure. Exactly. Anyways, uh, in other Mumbai stories, and this is the last one, I, I swear. Mumbai girls are apparently dying younger than other Indians. Yeah, right? that's because I guess uh, Mumbai girls like to talk about themselves like we are doing. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But yeah. here, it is due to health reasons. Now, this study was recently published by the Human Development Report uh, and uh, was actually prepared by the National Resource Center for Urban Poverty and the All India Institute of Local Self-Government in Mumbai. Man, who could have named this? 
there would have been a long naming ceremony so kya naam rakh sakte how do you make it as less complicated as possible and then they came up with something like this that's great so what uh, do they have to say and what, what if i say could you please repeat the question mumbai is going to Uh, a flu beef currently okay so a lot of people are getting flu even i might be getting down hawa pani badal rahe hawa pani diya hai yeah. but uh, getting back to the story uh, mumbai kids on an average live at to an age of 56.8 years mm-hmm. uh, and uh, life expectancy is 52 for men and 58 for women and the the average all india life expectancy is 63 Oh, so a, a good ten years. A good ten years. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, obviously, if you have purchased a life insurance policy which goes beyond fifty years of age, you are already made a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> you are right. You are right. I think this is the data that we need to look at before making certain personal wealth choices. Yeah, or just or just to screw with the life insurance agent, right? Just to make. Make him earn his commission. Right. You could just you could just screw his mind with giving out this this sort of data. But I'm not going to leave. You know. Yeah, that's that's one of the reasons is because um, most people travel up to four hours a day in those jam-packed local trains because they the local trains take up to millions of passengers daily. Who does that? Traveling look four hours. Four hours a day. I don't know. I I don't know if in New York maybe in bigger cities outside Dubai and New York do they travel that much in. but they don't in something as bad as local trains i'm sure they would be traveling in air conditioned cars but it's not the same as traveling in local trains yeah yeah you know the phrase you're going places means something else all together for us in mumbai <laughs> oh my god yes it does you know the heart attacks number of heart attacks in uh, india in mumbai alone is 12600 odd which is uh, increased when compared to in 2005 it was just 11000 odd so every year it's Compounded ten percent, and that is partly happening because of uh, the, the the study further goes on saying that it is happening because of eating irregularly, eating junk food, lethargy, less sleep, long hours of commuting worsens the problems as well. Well, while that was happening, let's move on to the northern part of India and talk about Bihar. Bihar, mind. Sure. Yes. So apparently there was a mishap in Karhe River in. Kagaria Aloli block in Bihar mm-hmm. in which uh, 61 people were killed you know most of them were villagers and uh, 13 are still missing so the government went ahead and announced kya bolte hai relief checks mm-hmm. for each of the victims who were who, who lost their lives so 1.0 lakhs for each victim was distributed to the families by the officials there but chhota sa problem ho gaya the checks started bouncing that's the last thing you need i hope that the bank did not charge them you know those check bouncing fees yeah but isn't this bad isn't this bad first of all just to get that check these guys would have had to face those lines that bureaucracy the number of places that you might have to sign or maybe even pay some money to get that check and yeah, not realize that the check bounces in the end so i'm actually you know my reaction is the other way My hmm. reaction is that of surprise, and I'm surprised that the check bounced because you know that they have promised at least thirty to fifty thousand of that relief check to the government officials because mm-hmm. we we know right stats wise thirty six rupees only reaches the intended purpose. 
Right. So if you do that, I'm surprised that these checks bounced actually. The checks were from the local Bank of Baroda. It was from a government account mm-hmm. in Bank of Baroda. And the bank official is saying there is no money in that account. Oh, well. You know, why Why can't we do one thing? During such times, can't somebody sue the government or whoever had handed out these checks and uh, have a litigation against it? Just like uh, when one party bounces a check to the other, the other can be taken to court. Yeah, sure, they can do that. But didn't we just discuss in uh, two episodes back that the average life of each court case is around five years? Hmm. You know, so that option is not much of an option. Frustrating. Yes, after that, um, after, you know, you sound very cheerful after that. <laughs> no, come on, I mean, this is hardly any exciting news when no. these kind of things happen, especially in places where they can do with some money. Yeah, man, completely. And the money is there, but not in the right hands. Anyways, let me cheer you up and tell you that uh, the center has come up with a new plan to encourage students to take up postgraduate studies in science, in basic science, uh-huh. okay? So the center is to hand out a two-year financial dole, quote-unquote, dole bole do scholarship jaisai, or a stipend to fresh science graduates uh, to help them continue higher studies and, I mean, basically which will lead to uh, the decline in basic science research. Oh, so they are paying you to stay back. This is basically bribing you to take up MSCs or PhD studies in basic science as a student. So they basically write proposals, you know, and then work in the Department of Science and Technology. They, they have to actually submit a, propose, a project report mm-hmm. to get this particular scholarship. So it's a good thing that is happening. Now, remember, the same problem is being faced by U.S. today, that they don't have enough Americans in the basic science field. And that's why there are so many Indians and Japanese and Chinese people doing their PhDs and masters out there. So we have the people here, we have the brains here, but we don't have the facilities because once you do the PhD or MSU, you job unemployment And plus you are also giving up your your prospective earnings for those in, in those two years. So you should be a businessman, man. You're very you count every day, I guess. <laughs> Come on, two years is not a big deal. You are studying, you are adding something to yourself. You could make it up maybe someday. You you get a doctor. Wouldn't, you, wouldn't it be cool if you were addressed as Dr. Aditya Mathre? No, it would. But yeah. see, this is not meant for people like you and me. No, it's not. So not this, is meant for people, exactly, this is meant for people who are actually really hardcore into science and want to make it their future. Right. And want to do it, but cannot do it because of financial constraints. I think one of the best ways of doing charity is to fund education. And startups. And startups, which is what Murthy's wife is doing, Mr. Narayan Murthy's wife is doing. She has sold about 20 lakh Infosys shares for a whopping 430 crores. Hmm. And a week back, I think we had covered that Murthy himself had sold a good amount to start start off his venture capital uh, company. And it, the, the company is called Catamaran, okay, Catamaran <laughs> Venture Capital Fund. I, I'm just surprised that they choose to go with a English name and not like a Sanskrit name. They Now the corpus, the total corpus, the total amount of money that they have uh, at Catamaran is 605 crore rupees. <sighs> Amazing, man. And all this he has done, he started his company when he was 37. Now he's 60, so in 30 years of his life, that's a lot of money. And this is not all. They still have more holdings in Infosys. 
So, Absolutely. So they are going. To, this is this is going to be uh, a fund that is administered by the family, and uh, it it is being it is going to be set up on, on the lines of Nadadur Holdings, which is a venture fund set up by uh, one of one of our former colleagues of Narayan Murthy and an Infosys co-founder. His name is Raghun. So this is going to be based on the same lines, and uh, they are looking for investments in uh, education. uh then clean energy and those those sort of things so uh, if you have an idea write to catamaran funds good luck i think this is the one celebrated vc fund in india yeah there are many big names like in in the us you have sequoia capital and cleaner perkins and all of those we don't have big names in indian vc field no, they, exactly and you know i think the the vc plays a, a very important role in the us the brand of the vc itself gets a lot of attention to the venture that itself gets a lot of pr money or press time for example you know with sequoia invest uh, a million dollars in some company everyone takes notice of that company yeah that's so true i i hope these guys do the same thing and you know this is a good thing that they are doing but i just hope that this is not a way to safely exit the company if you know what i mean exit infosys you mean exit infosys because they are and yeah, maybe just to keep the stock market in check you don't want to have the co-founder selling off the shares so yeah. yeah that that could be you know what there are times when when you do think kitchar dimag kitchar dimag yeah yeah but that's true that could be a that could be a possibility but we never know let's just hope that doesn't happen exactly i just hope some money goes to deserving candidates yeah uh, and let's see what happens yep those were the stories that we had uh, for this episode well, there is another point line that we released just yesterday Uh, that uh, with Pratish um, Nandi, who fascinating guy, huh? So he is, he is poet, and journalist. He's done many things. So please, guys, listen to it. Uh, Aditya took Pratish uh, Nandi's point blank chat and uh, fascinating for forty minutes. Yep, and the one that we spoke about earlier, podcast with uh, Shashi Tharoor is also available on www. sirindicast. com. Please let us know. Comment on all the uh, podcasts that we just mentioned. and uh, on this episode as well and don't forget to follow me on twitter as well please i am ac mahatre abhishek is at abhishek kumar with a single k that's right that's about it bye 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 bye